Today is the 25th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's great to be here with you today. On a day uh, all over the world, I think all over the world, known as Black Friday. Definitely it's known that way around, uh, around these parts. Big shopping day, big sales it's like uh, it's like Christmas just descends upon us, and now, now here we are. One month from today is Christmas Day, so that's where we are in the year. That's where we locate ourselves and gather around the global campfire, and well, let's take the next step forward together. And our next step has us squarely at the threshold of a brand new book, the book of Daniel, which is really one of the most interesting books in the Old Testament. It's, it's because of its imagery. So Daniel is respected for its historical accounts, but it's uh, very, very famous for the sweeping prophetic visions that are contained in the book. And those prophetic visions have been poured over and studied and consulted over thousands of years in the studies of the end times, eschatology. And Daniel is a hotly debated book in that regard. There are biblical scholars that would argue that the, the things that Daniel are writing about are things that he has experience of and is speaking to. And so Daniel then is rooted in the Babylonian uh, exile because that's the perspective that the story is written from. Then there are other biblical scholars that would argue very convincingly and like all biblical scholars, very passionately the Daniel is a much more recent book than the Babylonian eg exile. And this debate even crosses over to uh, Hebrew biblical scholars and not only Christian biblical scholars. And if it's more recent, and that is the argument, then the interpretation for what Daniel's saying then uh, becomes a product of debate. If it's a more recent writing, and when I, when I say more recent, I'm like, not like last year or in the last decade. I'm like, uh, within a century-ish of Jesus, as opposed to centuries earlier than that at the time of Babylon. And there are a huge amount of debates about is what Daniel saw, no matter when he saw it, is what he saw about the future, uh, like a distant future, as in, like, it's been thousands of years since this book has been written. Are we still looking to the future for what he is, is saying symbolically? Or was he speaking more to a more immediate context and using symbolic apocalyptic language that would be apparent to the reader what the symbols are? And way, way, way smarter people than me continue the debate. Nevertheless, the imagery in Daniel is written about the time of the exile. 
contemporary with books like we just read, the book of Ezekiel. We know from history as well as from the Bible that when exile, when Jerusalem fell and was destroyed and the people were carried into exile, that was very, very difficult. And Daniel is one of the exiles who remarkably finds favor. He finds favor with God, but he finds favor with those around him. He was a gifted man who became an influential advisor in the Babylonian kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar and then beyond. But here's where it kind of gets interesting. Daniel was in exile. He was a Hebrew. He was prophetic, but he wasn't a prophet for or against Israel. The things that Daniel sees that we're going to read, the visions that he sees aren't Jewish particularly, which makes Daniel have a unique voice in the Bible. And so as we begin the book of Daniel, the first half of the book roughly will be reading the story of Daniel's life. And within that retelling are some of the most famous stories like stories that are Sunday school stories, stories that I have, well, I don't know when I learned them, but I can't remember not having heard them. Stories like Daniel in the lion's den, right? Stories uh, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the fiery furnace, that kind of famous. And then kind of as we move toward the back half of the book, we shift to these prophetic visions of great world empires. And if you are a student of eschatology and the end times is the thing that you feast upon the most, then there's no way to avoid Daniel. Daniel has been part of that discussion for a long time. But whether you're trying to figure that out or you're not, Daniel shows us regardless of what we're looking for in the book of Daniel, that God is sovereign over all the kingdoms of the world. This is his world. He made this world. He is sovereign over all. And so we're going to begin. By the time we get out of the book of Daniel, we'll be in the final month of the year. And as we've talked about a number of times along the way, leading up to kind of this point in the year, this is, this is when rhythms change. We're in the holiday season. And uh, it's just very, very easy to find all the distractions in the world to pull us away from finishing well what we've begun this journey so many days ago that have brought us to this point. But the rhythm of the scriptures in our lives should be something that by now we've noticed and that we've valued. And although things may get disruptive, this is the last thing we should let go of. We need the scriptures in our lives every day. They make a massive amount of difference. And so let's finish well. As we begin, Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, verse 23 today. 
in the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. The Lord handed King Jehoiakim of Judah over to him, along with some of the vessels from the house of God. Nebuchadnezzar carried them to the land of Babylon, to the house of his God, and put the vessels in the treasury of his God. The king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and from the nobility, young men without any physical defect, good-looking, suitable for instruction in all wisdom, knowledgeable, perceptive, and capable of serving in the king's palace. He was to teach them the Chaldean language and literature. The king assigned them daily provisions from the royal food and from the wine that he drank. They were to be trained for three years, and at the end of that time, they were to attend the king. Among them, from the Judahites, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief eunuch gave them names. He gave the name Belteshazzar to Daniel, Shadrach to Hananiah, Meshach to Mishael, and Abednego to Azariah. Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank, so he asked permission from the chief eunuch not to defile himself. God had granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch, yet he said to Daniel, I fear, my lord, the king, who has signed your food and drink. What if he sees your face is looking thinner than the other young man your age? You would endanger my life with the king. So Daniel said to the guard whom the chief eunuch had assigned to Daniel, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please, test your servants for ten days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then examine our appearance and the appearance of the young men who are eating the king's food and deal with your servants based on what you see. He agreed with them about this and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days, they looked better and healthier than all the young men who were eating the king's food. So the guard continued to remove their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind. At the end of the time that the king had said to present them, the chief eunuch presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king interviewed them, and among all of them no one was found equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they began to attend the king. In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and mediums in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams that troubled him, and sleep deserted him. So the king gave orders to summon the magicians, mediums, sorcerers, and Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. 
When they came and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream and am anxious to understand it. The Chaldeans spoke to the king. May the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will give the interpretation. The king replied to the Chaldeans, My word is final. If you don't tell me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb and your houses will be made a garbage dump. But if you make the dream and its interpretation known to me, you will receive gifts, a reward, and great honor from me. So make the dream and its interpretation known to me. They answered a second time, May the king tell the dream to his servants, and we will make known the interpretation. The king replied, I know for certain you are trying to gain some time, because you see that my word is final. If you don't tell me the dream, there is one decree for you. You have conspired to tell me something false or fraudulent until the situation changes. So tell me the dream and I will know you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king, No one on earth can make known what the king requests. Consequently, no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked anything like this of any magician, medium, or Chaldean. What the king is asking is so difficult that no one can make it known to him except the gods, whose dwelling is not with mortals. Because of this, the king became violently angry and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. The decree was issued that the wise men were to be executed, and they searched for Daniel and his friends to execute them. Then Daniel responded with tact and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to execute the wise men of Babylon. He asked Arioch, the king's officer, Why is the decree from the king so harsh? Then Arioch explained the situation to Daniel. So Daniel went and asked the king to give him some time so that he could give the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter, urging them to ask the God of the heavens for mercy concerning this mystery, so Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of Babylon's wise men. The mystery was then revealed to Daniel in a vision at night, and Daniel praised the God of the heavens and declared, May the name of God be praised forever and ever. For wisdom and power belong to him. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I offer thanks and praise to you, God of my ancestors, because you have given me wisdom and power, and now you have let me know what we asked of you. 
for you have let us know the king's mystery. First Peter 3, 8 through 4, 6. Finally, all of you be like-minded and sympathetic. Love one another and be compassionate and humble, not paying back evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, giving a blessing, since you were called for this so that you may inherit a blessing. For the one who wants to love life and to see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit, and let him turn away from evil and do what is good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do what is evil. Who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness, you are blessed. Do not fear them or be intimidated, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do this with gentleness and reverence, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in the past were disobedient, when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. In it, a few, that is, eight people, were saved through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same understanding, because the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin. In order to live the remaining time in the flesh no longer for human desires, but for God's will. For there has already been enough time spent in doing what the Gentiles choose to do, carrying on an unrestrained behavior, evil desires, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and lawless idolatry. They are surprised that you don't join them in the same flood of wild living, and they slander you. 
they will give an account to the one who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was also preached to those who are now dead, so that although they might be judged in the flesh according to human standards, they might live in the spirit according to God's standards. Psalm 119, 65 through 80. Tet, Lord, you have treated your servant well, just as you promised. Teach me good judgment and discernment, for I rely on your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I Keep your word. You are good, and you do what is good. Teach me your statutes. The arrogant have smeared me with lies, but I obey your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are hard and insensitive, but I delight in your instruction. It was good for me to be afflicted, so that I could learn your statutes. Instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Yod, your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding so that I can learn your commands. Those who fear you will see me and rejoice, for I put my hope in your word. I know, Lord, that your judgments are just and that you have afflicted me fairly. May your faithful love comfort me as you promised your servant. May your compassion come to me so that I may live, for your instruction is my delight. Let the arrogant be put to shame for slandering me with lies. I will meditate on your precepts. Let those who fear you, those who know your decrees, Turn to me. May my heart be blameless regarding your statutes, so that I will not be put to shame. Proverbs 28, 14 Happy is the one who is always reverent, but one who hardens his heart falls into trouble. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for another day, another week, another year. We're always moving through all of those things, and we thank you that your word is present in all of it. And now, as we are turning toward the end of a week, but also really the inauguration of the busiest season of the year, and it's a blessed season. It's it's a season where we celebrate your arrival, where we long for it and wait for it and then rejoice over it and give gifts to each other in celebration of it, that the world has changed irreversibly because you came. It's also a busy season. Very busy. It can be very disruptive. It changes up our rhythms and we need you in it. And we've learned 
by walking through the scriptures that disruption is a part of the story and we can fight against it or we can embrace it and look for you in it. And that's what we want to do. We don't want to get bowled over and upside down and full of anxiety and all kinds of conflict. We want to look for you in all of the adventure that is ahead. Come Holy Spirit into this time, into this season, and into this present moment, leading and guiding us forward into all truth. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. That is where you find out what's going on around here. Today is a day known as Black Friday in the world. Big shopping day. Big kind of opening day for the holiday festivities that are all around us and all around the world. And I guess it's uh, not, not all that different here at Daily Audio Bible, the Daily Audio Bible family Christmas box for 2022 is now available. You can find that at dailyaudiobible.com or in the Daily Audio Bible app. Let's go to the shop section and in the shop section you will find a Christmas category and the Christmas box is in that category and we have packed the Christmas box as full. We actually even had to get a bigger box this year to pack it full and so uh, in the Christmas box this year Promised Land, photographs from the land of the Bible which is a coffee table edition The God of Your Story which is another hardbound, beautiful book that we published. And it is, well, it was most of the things in the Daily Audio Bible take years to make, but this one for sure did because it was kind of mining the gold of all of the things that we've talked about throughout all of the years of the Daily Audio Bible and trying to put that in written form in a, in a daily form so that it can be reviewed or for away from the internet, we can continue kind of our rhythm and our journey around the global campfire. And so that is the God of your story. Also reframe from the God we've made to God with us and sneezing Jesus, how God redeems our humanity. Those are all included in the box this year, as well as your choice of the wind farm DAB blend old bean coffee or the Honeybush and Rooibos Boutique Wind Farm Tea. You get to take your pick there. The Daily Audio Bible Christmas Ornament for 2022, which can only be found in the annual Christmas box, is included in the Christmas box. And so that has our word rooted, as well as Daily Audio Bible 2022 on it. And I have that hanging on my tree as... As we speak, even though I can't see it right this minute, I know it's there. I put it there myself. So that's hanging on the tree with all the other years. We're also including the global campfire candle that indeed gives off the aroma of a campfire. And is just a 
beautiful room filling aroma that reminds us of the community that we share as we move through the scriptures each and every day. So that's in the Christmas box, a global campfire pop socket, as well as two global campfire stickers. And you can see all that right where I said in the Christmas section of the daily audio Bible shop. So check that out. If you want to partner with the daily audio Bible, if this mission to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to whoever may listen, wherever they may be, whatever time of day or night it may be, and to build community around that rhythm of showing up every day, if that is life-giving to you, then thank you humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hey family, it's Valiant Val, a.k.a. Val in Vegas. Right now, we're going to gather around this campfire for our sweet Jasmine in New York. Oh, family, she's going through her senior year in high school. And she feels like she does the right thing in the summer, but then when it comes to school, there's she strays a bit. She's going through that human experience as we all go through. Jasmine, I need you to know that, girl... You just ministered to my heart in such a way. Please forgive me. Y'all know I'm a crier. God just renamed me Valiant because he says I'm courageous and brave. And like you, Jasmine, I don't feel courageous and brave all the time. Heavenly Father, send my friend, my sister, my beloved sister, Jasmine in New York in her senior year, Lord, send her somebody that chases after your heart, God, like she does, Lord Jesus. Lord, your word says one can get 1,000, but two can get 10,000. So God, send her two. Lord, send her a friend that loves the Lord, someone that she can be bold and courageous with, Heavenly Father. I see you starting an amazing Bible study in your senior year at your high school, Jasmine. I see great things in your future, girl. And you don't wait a year to call in. We need to hear from you. Lord, go and be with my sister, Jasmine, in Jesus' name, Father. Give her the courageousness and the braveness that she needs, Lord, to pronounce you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I'm daily out about Daily Audio Bible, this is Paul from Houston, and I'm just calling to pray for Chris Han, who called in on the 22nd of November uh, for her marriage. She had been, I, I guess, um, going through a divorce for 13 years, and um, 
I just want to encourage you, uh, you. You said you had a court date on Friday, and I just want you to believe, to realize that God is with you. Um, and as you're going into the courtroom, that you realize He is His presence is with you, because is wherever you step, that He is there with you. And uh, so let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for Chris, Lord, for her, her marriage. I know she's gone through so much for so many years, and she stood in faith and believed in different things. But, Lord, as things change, Lord, we ask, God, that your your will would be done and that your presence would be there with her. And I thank you, Lord, that you take her, even through this this challenge and taking care of kids, you know, of being alone the different things lord that you would just anoint her and just be with her and just thank you lord for blessing her even though she's walking through these um very challenging places god and i i just ask lord that you would be with be with her and help her to um help her to feel your presence lord help her to know in a tangible way lord that you are there with her that you know all the different circumstances in her life, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for being with her and anyone that's walking through a divorce or through the separation and things. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you you accept us, Lord. You accept those, those people that have been um, hurt and rejected by other partners, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you love us. Yeah, um, when sometimes we can't love ourselves, Lord. And I, I just thank you, Lord. Hello, Dab family. Pastor Steve from Southeast Ohio. Just calling in to uh, pray and trust all of you have a joyous and blessed Thanksgiving. I know there are many out there that probably are looking for a place to, to be with someone that would care enough to have them sit at their table. So I'm praying for those people today. Just, uh, we have so much to be thankful for. And he is a good, good father, as the song would tell us. But I'm also asking that uh, the Lord be with all those people that call in every day, that have many, many needs, that God is right there to answer. Been there and am still there myself. So I give him praise. Praise the Lord, everyone. And Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus and by the help and the anointing of your Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would touch each name and each person and every soul that is uh, in, in special need today that have called in. And uh, I know you have it and you'll take care of it. And I give you the glory for it. Thank you in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father. And uh, also... Thank you all, Dab family, for your prayers for me and my family also. Take care and have a blessed and joyous Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Hello, DAB family. I want to leave a prayer for the children in Haiti, um, the orphanages and their caretakers. I'm sorry, I don't remember the names, um, but I do want to leave a message. Holy God. Holy Father, um, you are the God of all things, Lord God. Everything is in, in your control, Lord God. All power, Father, and glory and might and honor, Lord God. There is not one thing um, that is beyond your control. Lord God, um, 
These children need their food and their medication, Lord God. Um, they need to stay safe, Lord God. And we ask that you would put a hedge of protection around them, Lord God. Many mighty angels. I'm praying, buddy. Why? Because the children in Haiti need it. So shush, shush for a minute. Anyway, Lord God, um, we pray, Father, that um, your uh, mighty band of holy angels would surround them and you would bring the schemes of the enemy to nothing. I also lift up Jesse from Washington and his children, his daughter seven and his son three, Lord God, who are also in danger. Lord God, there is... Um, abuse happening there, both physical and verbal, Lord God. Uh, Father, please, um, God, put this to an end, Lord God. Allow the truth to come out, Father. Um, help um, the reporters to see um, the truth, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Hello, this is World Changing Mom in the Bay Area, California. And I am excited to share how reading the Bible has changed my life. Growing up in the church, I just thought reading the Bible once through was this impossibility that just hung over me. And I had no idea how I would ever be able to do it. And now that I've been a part of the Daily Audio Bible community for about 10 years, it is uh, one of the joys of my life to see how the Word of God has just infiltrated and just become a part of, of every aspect of my life. I'm so grateful for how the Word of God has come to life through the readings here. And my deepest gratitude and appreciation go to the Hardin family and all who make this community the beautiful place that it is to grow and enjoy the Word of God. Thank you.